Welcome to See It and Feel It with Dr. Brett. And I'm Dr. Brett, and I'm here today with Ransom Sloan, who's a martial artist, a coach, and a Buddhist. Nice combination. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank awesome. you so much. Awesome. Great to have you. So um, tell me how, like, let's just go back into, you know, how you chose martial arts and which one and, you know, why jujitsu and what the coaching process is like for you. Okay. So uh, I started out, um, well, to start, I moved from Texas when I was about uh, 16 to Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was living with my father and I moved to live with my mother here in Florida. And uh, I was like pretty depressed. I was only like playing video games online and I would never leave my room uh, to the point where like I was, you know, using the restroom into like bottles to avoid like getting up to go and use the restroom. Like really, really bad. Super addicted to the video game. Yeah. Used it to escape Uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. I usually try to guess like, you know, (laughs) World of Warcraft, Call of Duty. It's usually one of those two. Yeah. And uh, so it was to the point where she took the door off of my, you know, the hinges. So I couldn't like lock and keep her out anymore. She being your mom? Yes. Yes. My mom. And then. Um, it got to the point where I ended up going to psychiatrist, getting onto like uh, medication for like depression, yeah. insomnia, all these wow. things. So I was on like three different medications. Wow. And uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was going to high school. And um, one day at high school, I was picking up like trash off the floor mm-hmm. and I picked up a flyer for my dojo. And it was like, oh, 30 days free. And so I was like, oh man. So I took it to my mom. Mm-hmm. And I'd always been interested in uh, martial arts, like watching UFC. And I took it to her and she ended up uh, taking me to the dojo and I ended up like kind of catching on to jujitsu really quickly. Mm. And then like two months, I ended up uh, getting to be like an assistant coach at Mm -hmm. my dojo. And then uh, like six months, I did my first competition in one. Mm -hmm. And then like a year into it, I get my blue belt, which Mm -hmm. is like your first belt in jujitsu. And uh, then two and a half years later, I I start teaching as a purple belt adult. And now I'm a brown belt two and a half years from that purple belt. So and how many belts is it to get to a brown belt? And what's the typical progression? Very Yeah. So it starts. um, Everyone is usually starting at uh, white belt and Mm -hmm. you always start white belt. And so which one's the blue belt? Blue belt would be right after white. Oh, and it gotcha. takes, there yeah, it, and it depends on like what gym you're at and everything, right. but uh, usually it takes like a year, mm-hmm. around a year, six months to get like a blue belt. And the age requirement, because in jujitsu, it's not based off of your skill, like if you can do the moves, it's more based off of your character. So how you're becoming and developing like your mind and your awareness, Mm -hmm. rather than like just if you can do the moves. So the minimum age is like 16 for blue belt. You wow. can, yeah, and then uh, to be so a, little kids start out as white belts, and then they, they like, can spend eight years from eight to sixteen, and they before get, they become a blue belt. Yeah, so they oh, get like interesting. Diff- yeah, they get wow. different belts, and they're like teen belts mm-hmm. and lower age belts, mm-hmm. and they're like different colors. But the like true like jujitsu adult ranking would be white, blue, purple, brown, and then black. Got it. Yeah. 
So it just every uh, it depends. Every like gym has different requirements, mm -hmm. but um, those are the requirements. And usually, uh, it takes around ten years. Is like the, to get the brown belt or the black belt. Black belt. Uh, yeah. all the brown belt. Ten years is yeah, it's a long time. Long time. Yeah, and other martial arts, it's around like two years. Like mm -hmm. karate, you can be a ten years old and train for two years. Twelve years old, you get your black belt, wow. which is that is great. But in terms of like really defending Ooh. yourself and becoming like confident in yourself and everything that that's perfect but uh jujitsu its minimum age to get a black belt is 18 years old got it very interesting mm -hmm. now did you get lucky with the jujitsu why does what you know i mean you pick the dojo you pick the gym like was that random that it's you know when you look back on it that is jujitsu the fit for you and and not karate or taekwondo or some other martial art so I always, I always, if you ever watch like uh, and you follow martial arts or like UFC. And yeah, MMA, I've watched a fair amount of MMA stuff. You so, remember yeah. in the UFC one how Hoist Gracie ended up like uh, winning the whole thing and Hoist Gracie showed like how jiu-jitsu beat all other martial arts. I watched that and that kind of showed me like, oh, I don't want to waste my time like learning uh, boxing or kickboxing or, or karate or taekwondo. I just want to do like what's the best. And so the gym just happened to be like a Team Noguera. And when I used to watch UFC or play the video game, I would love using Noguera because he's like one of the best submission guys. God. And submissions always, I love the most. Like knockout is great, but for submission, it really shows like, you know, you can submit someone without hurting them. Right. But like try knocking someone out without hurting them. Right. <laughs> it's a very hard, so yeah. it's impossible. So uh, that's why the jiu-jitsu brought me main like i didn't care where it was i'm like oh is this jujitsu mm. perfect oh it's a guy i i used to play with and he's the best at jujitsu and in, in real life perfect and think about that like i started because i play him in a video game and then i, I could show you videos of me training with him now like last year so it's like the evolution and like how how, how i kind of completed like these goals i have it, it gives me like crazy energy because it's something that i wanted so bad and i was like man i just don't i want I don't want to do anything else in my life except for jujitsu. And I, I literally almost in like a sense, like you're super obsessed with the, yeah, yeah, focused I, and obsessed. Yeah. Interesting. Um, when you started there at that gym at 16, so I assume you've been doing it for eight years now, right? Yeah, yeah. When you started at that gym at 16, what was the transition like now to go from Texas to Florida? You know, how'd you figure that out yeah so yeah. coming from texas to florida i was i was how many years were you in that gym in in texas before you switched so i never trained jujitsu before i moved to florida oh, i had it. always wanted to but um like my father wasn't really in the right mindset to to kind of like take care of me in that sense and like end up taking me for classes i had done a couple of classes but then like couldn't really afford them just like a rough spot in his life. Yeah. Um, and that's why I ended up coming to live with my mother. Um, and so it, it kind of, it, it was really rough moving from Texas to Florida. After at 16? It's what? eighth grade. So oh, at 16, right. it's you go into like freshman year for me. Yeah. And that was like a huge mm. deal because a new high school and I don't know anyone. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm already like, I was really fat. Uh, I oh, wow, had like 
totally buffed here. Yeah, like, yeah. Now the jujitsu like, has like totally helped me a lot, <laughs> but it, it took a while. But like, yeah, yeah I was. So you were a fat kid. You no, know, I I got like, I, I was like a skinny kid, and then yeah, I got I like depressed, and I played the video game so video. much. How long did you have that video game addiction for the uh, Call of Duty uh, thing? About a year, from yeah. sixteen to like seventeen. So wow. at sixteen to seventeen, at seventeen is when I started to train jujitsu. Got it. And that like completely transformed my body and my mind too. Totally. Um, but yeah. Tell us about the mind training part of this. Because as you know, I'm a sports psychologist and I work with the mental game. And that's a big part of the reason that you're here is that because when we talked on the phone, your attitude was amazing, but also your approach to personal growth and your focus on the mental game in particular, I was like pretty lit up. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So yeah. with jujitsu, it teaches you a way to maneuver yourself around someone else to where you become superior and that translates for me in my mind when i'm having an issue with something let's say uh, i have a partner and i have an issue with my partner it teaches me to like take a deep breath i have to find peace with myself first before i face my challenge and then i start to think about how i can change myself rather than to change someone else and move them or push them or you know drag them this way instead i i move myself around them i figure out how i could you know what i i shouldn't have said something like that i i could have made my tone of voice better i could have made eye contact when i talked to them mm -hmm. uh, maybe i could have uh postured different I, I try to think about how i can change myself or you know that's also like a solution that's also very buddhist right yes like, you know exactly right. so that that's another thing right? is to reflect on self and how you could approach a situation different versus try to exactly. control other right? exactly or, that that reflection yeah. is a big thing because sometimes you use in a sense like you understand the reflections of how you putting yourself you can see that reflection in someone else if i have a bad uh, like I'm in a bad mood, maybe it reflects to you and I give you that energy. Mm -hmm. Or if I have a good mood, it reflects and you yeah. have good energy. In jujitsu, sometimes I'll posture myself as if I'm in a bad position and let the person <laughs> fall on top of me and it turns into a superior position for me. So that's the same thing how like, it's crazy, man, how Buddhism uh, and, and jujitsu, they all kind of work with like the mind and then mm -hmm. spiritual, it, it all connects like body, mind and spirit. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, one of the, one of the, uh, clients that I coach, he's a big jujitsu, uh, guy. He just does it part time, but it's a lot of fun for him. And one of the conversations that we have often is that any lapse in focus and he's going to get creamed, oh my <laughs> like, goodness. you know, annihilated. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so you get punished pretty hard, yeah. right. When you're grappling and you have a little slip in focus. Yes. That, right. That's like, perfect. So think about like, uh, yeah. let's use, um, golf, golf, golf <laughs> right. One slip in focus and, and you know, it's two strokes sometimes. That's right. So right, it's so. the same thing with jujitsu. And right. the reason that golf forces you, it's like a meditation, yeah. right? It forces yeah. you to focus and, yeah. and connect your, your breathing, your body and your mind all together. If I got a guy on top of me trying to kill me and choke <laughs> me, I have to be there. If right. I'm not there, if I'm thinking about something right. I have to do, right. then I'm done. I'm going to get choked. Yeah, you're so gonna get, it, it's not it, it like, puts you it, it forces you to have awareness and then it starts to build your awareness. And then later on, you start to figure out how you can position yourself to uh, kind of disguise you know, it looks like you're not aware of something, but really when someone falls into that trap, you, you knew you're waiting for them to come there. 
And then that, that later on, you end up learning how to, I'm, I think we're about to be in a fight. Uh, if I keep acting like this, I'm going to cause a fight. I better right. change myself. I better stop, you know, huffing and puffing or being in an angry mood. I, I got to change my attitude right now. So it translates to like relationships. So much, so much awareness around your environment. And, you know, because one of the things I talk about a lot is how much context matters. People don't realize often how much the environment matters. And so what you're communicating is not just that the environment matters, but your attitude towards the environment is then affecting the environment and then that will affect you and vice versa. Perfect. Something like that. Perfect. A, yeah. a prime example of that is training partners. Yeah. You know, you can use jujitsu in a good way or a bad way, right? Just like anything else. It's not necessarily like, I don't know if this you is mean good to analogy. kill people is what you're trying to say. Yeah. So like, like the gun, right? Does the, yeah. the gun kill people or is it like a person using the gun? So mm -hmm. being in that, it, uh, it, it translates like the same way. You can use jujitsu in a bad way or you can use in a good way. And sometimes like, man, jujitsu feels like bad, but only because of people's attitudes. I just feel like it should be, it is based more on like the character and making someone more of an enjoyment to be around. And, and the main mm. thing is like, you know, if they say you want to change the world, change yourself. Yeah. Well, if you want to escape. Who's the they, by the way? <laughs> I always wonder who the they were, yeah. you know, for decades now. They're famous. I can't help it. That's just one of the things I do almost every time. I'm like, who? when someone says they, I'm like, who, who, who is are the that? they? Anyway, go ahead. No, I get what you're getting at. Yeah. So, so yeah. they say, like, you want to change the world, you should change yourself. Now, right. if I want to escape this choke, I want to escape this arm bar. I gotta change something. I gotta about change what I'm myself. Doing I gotta change my positioning. Right. If this guy's way heavier than me and he's got my arm, and I can't, right. I can't change him and, right. and escape out. Maybe someone stronger, but not me. I would have to change myself and escape. So it just teaches you uh, a lot of self self awareness that translates into really, really helping. Now, when you have at, at 24 years old, when you have, let's just say, for the sake of argument, significantly more awareness than your average 24 year old that isn't doing jujitsu or martial arts training or isn't you know sitting and meditating for hundreds or thousands of hours what does that do you know in terms of your interactions in the world here what how do you handle that challenge of dealing with a lot of people that are more let's just say more unconscious yeah so that's something that I struggle with a lot. Yeah. Now I've gotten better with it and mm -hmm. it's something that I'm going to continue to get better with, right. but it's something I'm aware that is very hard for me. Is like, uh, I have people all the time that come in and they talk about like, I want to be a fighter. I want to be a, I want to like, somebody's face. I want to, yeah. I want to <laughs> learn like how to like really hurt someone. Right. And like in my right. heart, I'm, I see a guy same, same age as me, very like in shape and, and he, I want to, I want to be a fighter. And like, if they only knew like that's great you want to be a fighter but man like do you know what that calls like you have to hurt people you're gonna get hurt it's just like think about you're making a recipe like think about the ingredients you're putting in hurting others and yeah. and also getting hurt like it just it doesn't feel right for me i i even like um i have mm. like tattoos on my shins that i got when i was 17 wow. and they say be at peace not yeah. in pieces yeah. So meaning like be at peace, not in pieces. Yeah, like, I'm gonna repeat that. Yeah, so that re that that's referring to I chose a path, uh, non-violent way to contribute to the universe mm. rather than a violent way of like being a fighter. Yeah, I, I chose I want to be a teacher. Right, and I want to help others. Right, and I don't want to pay my rent here by like, you know, to be here on Teaching Earth. Teaching people how yeah, to kill, to so hurt, to speak. To hurt people, I um, want to be like a 
champion in life rather than mm -hmm. like a martial arts. Like, Did you ever see that best picture with Tom Hanks uh, saving Private Ryan? Yeah, One yeah. best picture? Yeah. That opening scene on Omaha Beach, mm -hmm. you know, about how, you know, because war can be glorified. And I worked at Camp Pendleton for a year, the Marine base on the West Coast. And, you know, a lot of young kids have that attitude when they're 18, 19, 20, they want to kill, right? They want to fight. They want to kill. And I'm just like, well, you know, just look at that opening scene and, you know, you saving Priya Ryan. <laughs> you don't really want to be in that first wave. Is, is I it, mean, that's the like, movie where the guy like is walking and he picks up his arm that had got like blown off. Well, it's like that first opening scene where they're at Omaha Beach and, you know, the, the, the D-Day landing and basically, you know, on Omaha Beach, most of the Americans probably like that one wave there, like, you know, thousands died because it was just there was Juno Beach and Omaha Beach and different beaches where they did the whole, you know, D-Day landing. But one beach in particular, pretty much everybody got slaughtered. Like, you know, I think one out of three soldiers died that day, Whoa. you know, like like 30 percent, something crazy, but thousands. And they just got slaughtered on the beaches. And like, you know, have you ever played paintball, you yeah. know, where, you know, you come running down the first time you if you've never done it before, the first time you do it, you realize how easy it is to die because <laughs> you come running down and someone just shoots you in the face and you're done. Right. It's over. So but people don't realize how nasty and vicious war is so, and the same thing with fighting yeah right it can be glorified especially in our culture with movies that are you know action-packed and everybody's getting slaughtered but it sounds like your philosophy is more like it's heart-based here right mm -hmm. it's like you want to teach people how to defend themselves and teach people how to go inward right and learn things about themselves through fighting but not necessarily you know kill people here yeah the fight is right in. the fight's inside it's always you versus you when you get confused right. and it comes like oh this so guy, true this guy's looking at me wrong that guy's looking at me wrong uh, i want to fight him i want to fight him it's usually you that has the problem and and usually but usually. every once in a while you look at somebody's camera the wrong way and they just want to kill you and you're just like like yeah. you gotta you know that's where you just got to go look you know sorry like but, he's probably packing. I'm not. <laughs> that's a, a thing too with uh, martial arts is like you were saying how they don't know how it is to like kill someone, you know, like uh, right. or you, how easy it is to die. Excuse me from the paintball reference. Like yeah, the same thing warm. with people don't realize how easy it is to be killed by someone choking you, how easy it is to have someone break your arm. Uh, and yeah. whenever someone does put you in a choke for the first time, they do uh, put you in a leg lock and twist your leg the first time. The first time you get your elbow like kind of hyperextended from a yeah, lock, yeah, you start right. to realize, oh man, I'm mortal. Yeah, right? I'm I'm mortal. And it's the same. <laughs> Hopefully you realize that sooner. But like, well, it, it 18 becomes, to 24 is not an age where you really exactly, realize it until you start to get it. some real trauma yeah. under your belt. And yeah. then and then you, you start and to then realize. you start to realize how fast it can happen. Right. Exactly. Or just I just say all the time, you know, just driving is probably the most dangerous thing people can do. Right? Yeah. It's like they don't. It's so easy to die. I've driven cross country many times mm. and, you know, it, there's not been one cross country trip that we've ever done, either me solo or with my wife or whomever, where you don't have one or two near death experiences. <laughs> I mean, you can't do three or four thousand miles of driving, you know, awesome. without some lunatic you know going berserk or doing something crazy or uh, you know a truck driver falling asleep or whatever it is where you have to pay attention talking mm -hmm. about paying attention and mm -hmm. right the focus or whatever what do you do to work on your focus outside the gym 
you know what I mean? Because it's not like when I work with athletes, we train them not always in, you know, on the field or on the ice, right? But off the field, right? I'm a big believer in off the field effects on the field and then on the field effects off the field, right? So, yeah, yeah. Vice that makes total sense for you. But, yeah. So, what do you do to train your mind and your focus when you're not, you know, being about to be choked out? <laughs> so, a, a lot of it's something that, um, is really cool is like I, I feel like maybe it's later in my life i'm just becoming aware of it but later in life he's 24. <laughs> later in life that's I'm, hilarious i'm so starting get, to uh, get older here. yeah right i'm starting to realize like uh that i have to move and that's something that you like, have to move yeah now i'll try to explain i got <laughs> i got really caught up with like thinking that i needed to relax and that i was doing too much and that i needed uh -huh. to chill you know and the older I get, I know it sounds funny, but like the more, the more I no, age, I get it. I'm I, 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 I realize that I need to move more. The more I like, if I'm in a bad mood and I stay right here and I keep thinking about the bad mood I'm in, it's going to get worse. Got it. Um, if I, so like going for a walk or something, anything, or getting in nature, or anything, getting, you know, nothing like I just staying well. sedentary. I feel like when I stay still, Whatever's with me stays The mind there. is just more active when you, but are you a meditator though? Yes. You are. Yeah. So you do sit in meditative states because there are different ways of doing it, right? Yeah. You can release in a meditative state mm -hmm. or what you realize is sometimes your mind is just hitting. What I, what I tell a lot of athletes is that if they don't really, if they're not comfortable meditating, work out first and then meditate, right? They have to physically move. It sounds like you're probably wired pretty physical, right? One, so, one thing though I, I yeah. have to be careful of is sometimes I feel that I do move so much to avoid my emotions and feelings. It. Well, that's the power of sitting in the meditative state and letting the emotion wash through you. Exactly. So I right. feel like I have to find that balance and that balance sometimes I find in the movement and sometimes I find in the stillness. So uh, for me, it's like- It's kind of a deep statement. We're gonna come, come right. I wanna repeat that, I'm interrupting. Like, you find it in the movement and in the stillness, the balance. So let's let's talk more about that. Yeah. That's really deep. So it's actually deep. Yeah, I, I feel oh. like you know how they say you can find meditation in like doing dishes. You can yeah. find meditation in sewing. It's like not about necessarily what you're doing, but just being there, and sometimes just being on a walk and feeling uh, every step that I take. Or sometimes noticing like how I have an itch on my toe as I'm sitting still and the, the liberation I feel from like not itching it. So I try to like just be there and it usually it comes to me. And the liberation you feel from not itching it, is it the liberation that you feel from not itching it? Or is it the feeling that you get because you didn't give in to the impulse and that you're almost proud of yourself for not automatically doing the impulse. Yes. I don't know. I'm just yes. curious. A, no, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's like the the importance of knowing that I'm feeling a certain way and not reacting. Yeah. Like, let's say uh, not having to do be automatically unconscious and just scratching an itch. You can actually pay attention to the discomfort and actually release it without yes. actually physically doing something. Yes. Which I, is I'm in. A that's a skill set. Yeah. Like, I, I'm really in a choke. Someone's yeah. on my back choking me. I have to be aware of that, but not react. You know what I want to do naturally? Freak out. I want to get out. I don't want someone choking me, yeah. but I have to stay calm and 
find my peace and then face my challenge. Yeah. So it's all about like, that's a really good practice for me is to like, all right, stay still. Mm. Don't, don't move. Be aware uh, how I'm feeling. Like sometimes yeah. someone's mouthing off to you and you, you want to react, right? We all right. know, we all know this feeling. We've all heard sure. this, right? We've all, we've Definitely. all, we've all heard this. You want to react, but you don't, you know, it's not the right thing to do, but it takes practice. And like, what's harder is like always performing at that same level. Like, well, I was just in a worse mood today than I was yesterday. If, if that happened yesterday, I would have been able to handle it. Well, you have to, that's why you train every day. I was in shape last month, but I, the guy attacked me yesterday. So I haven't trained in it in, in a month. That's why that guy just stole my wall or that guy, you know, did something. So I, I just believe like moving on to like a different thing is like uh, consistency. Consistency mm-hmm. in that, like finding like uh, noticing what bothers me and consistently figuring out how to overcome like that mm-hmm. feeling of like react to it. No, mm-hmm. uh, it's really fascinating because you're doing a life of self-awareness and self-improvement, right? So you're always sort of orienting towards some form of mindfulness, right? Yeah. Some form of training the mind. Yeah, that's what right? that's a, going to jujitsu. That's another thing with jujitsu is you're always about improving. If I start, let's say like you're on your back, I have to pass your legs, then I have to pass your hips, then I have to pass your arms, then I can choke. So there's always a pathway in jiu-jitsu and and you don't go, sometimes, you know, you can, but you try not to go up and then down. It's like you have to restart and work your way back up. How many years did it take you to get proficient, you know, where you got that feeling like you... You know, you're pretty, pretty good. You, you kind of know what you're doing for real. I felt it at the beginning. Mm. Like I felt like I knew. You mean when you were 16 or 17? Like 17. I felt like I mm. knew, I knew jujitsu. I like my body and my mind connect so well with it. Like I, I know. Like from a past life or something? Literally. Like, it felt like, like you're, it, yeah, it felt like, like this like, was a meant to be. Yeah. Like it just felt like it's too, too easy for me to grasp that other people didn't understand to the point where I, I'm, I'm six months into training and I'm teaching the class that so I used like to take. it's like you found your calling naturally somehow, right? It's like you were drawn to it and that, you know, there's some kind of like, you know, I don't want you to call it muscle memory or... Yeah, it, or it like, does feel like that. And with past lives, if we could touch on that. You know, when Buddhists say past lives, it means more of like, let's say I used to smoke when I was like... 18 cigarettes and I used to drink a lot and I changed my habits. Mm-hmm. I'm living a new life now, right? Mm-hmm. That was my past life. That's what they kind of mean, Got referring it. to like the past life. Some people think it literally means like, yeah, like, you know, there was someone. What was the movie you. with the Dalai Lama where they choose the new Lama based on the four or five year old kid can recognize the articles of clothing, the shade, you know, the sunglasses, the glasses the spectacles of the previous Lama, and then that's how they would choose the new uh, incarnation. Mm-hmm. So depending on your philosophy around Buddhism, they actually do believe in the, you know, soul transmission or energetic one, whatever you want to call that, yeah. right? So I like your concept, the one how, you know, in a past life, meaning five years ago when I was a drunk, exactly. right? Like, and now look at me now. It's a different like, life. And that's like, you have to let go of your past life of what that was. Right. And, and also another thing is like the Buddha said, Buddha said, open up your heart and you shall find peace. You shall be where I'm at. They say, Buddha, how can I ever be like you? Like, can I ever have what you have? He yeah. says like, just open up your heart and you'll be there. Yeah. So in a sense, it means just, just, like in a, in a way, if I said, how do I become a black belt? 
oh, just come to class. It sounds like, man, just come to class. Oh, well, the Buddha said, oh, just open your heart. That sounds so simple. It is that simple. If you continue to come to class and train, you're going to be a black belt. If you continue right. to practice opening your heart, yeah. you're going to have that peace that the Buddha had. Mm -hmm. So it's about like, again, like consistency of be, being aware of so, yourself. You know, so that brings up the concept of fear because I teach people to live. I feel like I live with an open heart and I've been through a lot of trauma in this lifetime. And so it's a commitment, right? So in a way, it's a commitment to excellence to keep your heart open no matter how you live your life. Um, and sometimes a lot of people, it's very, very scary for a lot of people to keep their heart open. They're afraid of getting hurt or they've been traumatized before, or they've been burned, they've been betrayed. And that's a very difficult thing to do, especially when they've had a lot of trauma and fear. And so when you're being choked, you're handling that fear, right? There's a fear that comes up, right? Someone's choking you. It probably took years to get really decent or proficient at it. So, so how do you address fear in your world and then in the world of people you teach? So I become comfortable being uncomfortable. I have to accept suffering is a part of life. I just have to learn how to adjust myself to deal with which suffering it is. And also to deal with the happiness because sometimes it's really hard to be happy. For sure. Um, sometimes it's, it's hard to be scared. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard um, to not be scared. Um, when you're dealing with like training people that have had past trauma, for instance, something su super emotional is like uh, when women come in and they sure. come in and they're like, uh, yeah, like someone starts to choke them and now this yes. is a whole and other it brings story. up a past totally. example of like some maybe they were attacked and something totally. happened to them yeah now that's the kind of work i want to do i want to help that woman become comfortable being uncomfortable to where that will never happen again if she's so uncomfortable she cannot be back in that position to learn how to defend herself we you can't be helped so like part of it is the mind you have to learn how to let go and you have to learn how to to defend yourself there and i, I don't want to teach uh a, you know for a ufc fighter how to do an awesome head kick and knock and hurt someone i i just want to show like that woman to face her challenge that what happened happened you have to face this this inner challenge and fight your your own emotions and win against them and learn what you need to learn here and it's just like you need to know how to swim in case you get into you know for you sure need, you need to know no, self-defense yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, very important. Like, um, so that- It's amazing how psychologically oriented you are, right? Just, yeah. were you like that prior to the video game addiction? You know, as a kid, did you have this sort of wiring a little bit? Were you introspective at all? So- Were you curious? I mean, yeah. how do you wind up sort of, I know that this jujitsu like, like experience has fundamentally changed who you are, but I'm just curious, who were you prior to the video game addiction? So prior to me moving here to Florida, mm -hmm. I was living in Texas with my father. And when I was, let's say, we'll start at like six years old. So my, my parents were together. I was born uh, six years old, they get a divorce. And uh, my dad owned a tattoo shop for 13 years. So I spent like my whole first to six, probably like first to 10, 10 one to 10, uh, 10 years old in a tattoo shop, experiencing like the lowest of lows people. I saw people with face tattoos, people on like methamphetamines, just right. like the lowest of lows. It's a tattoo shop in the middle of Texas where like 
meth is like a, a big deal, you know. Right. So yeah. my father, of course, got caught up in all that stuff. And like, um, you know, it just was a part um, that kind of like tore, tore him and like from his family. And so they divorce and all this stuff happened. So I just saw so much like and then, you know, him with his girlfriends when I was 10 you just exposed to a lot of darkness a lot of darkness and a lot of like pain like a lot a lot a lot of like a lot of pain and and then beyond that being given to my mom for one summer and then given back to my dad for the next uh for you know four months in one state four months and your mom was in florida yeah and so i switched school this time then i switched school this time start a new school here so uh, automatically uh being at 16 i'm like man I'll keep my distance from you because I don't know when you're going to leave or you're going to treat me good. But then when you, you know, you want to go with your new girlfriend, you're going to go and and spend the weekend with your girlfriend instead of with your son. I almost connect everything in my life to, dad. to my dad. Totally. And so it, it, it was something that like uh, being from that age to there, when I got here at like 16, I was in like a big need of like a father figure. For sure. And when I found like my dojo, the head instructor, like uh, Master Wald, he was that guy. He wow. was the one that was like, man, you know, he showed me kindness when I make mistakes. He, you right. know, had patience for me. Right. Um, all those things that he did for me showed like, ah, oh, this is what I want to be. I want to have, I, even if it's not me having a son, I just want to, I know how I felt when I was in that position, getting my feelings hurt from how, you know, someone was talking to me or how I felt like, man, this guy is much bigger than me. There's no way I could defend myself if he tries to hurt me. I wanted to teach people how to feel like confident there. Yeah. So he, I wanted to be just like him. I wanted to be a good guy. Yeah, I love that. So Master Wald, he's the one that runs the gym, the dojo here. Yeah, that, yeah. And so you were lucky enough to like hook up with the right. Yeah, hook up with him because it was just like the right, the right time, the right fit, the right guy, the, right, the, the day, right sense of decency. Yeah. The day I came in, yeah. he was like with this crazy energy. <laughs> uh, right when I met him, we sat down. Crazy high, crazy positive, <laughs> yeah. crazy what? Yeah. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> and he, he shook my hand with like the most like humble handshake I ever had in my life. Like, really? and he just talked to me in the most. So he didn't turn way. it over. And then I love put it when me you in a shake someone's hand and they turn they they uh, they try to control you in the handshake it drives me bonkers like, like you're just doing a, a handshake and they literally it's like flip a, you over and try to like i was ex- overexposed to the wall street crowd because i lived in fairfield county connecticut for so long and a lot of like you know really you know super high ego based people they try to dominate you even in the handshake it's, it's like, like an ego you know, shake yeah it's like they turn it over <laughs> have you ever had that i'm sure you've had that oh, experience all the time where they're trying to like just a handshake and they got to turn it, turn your hand Man, over. Oh, we love to. And so then I'm in this like thing where I'm like, there's like, of course, not doing that. We, we talk about so many positions in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. There's a time that we teach like a handshake defense for when someone's trying to like. To dominate you yeah, in the handshake. Yeah, we teach that's that. That's fascinating. Yeah, because. That's actually fascinating. Yeah, in a, in a handshake when someone's gripping you and they're holding your hand, uh, they have like four fingers one side and one finger on the other. And so when you position yourself towards that, like one finger makes to where. They can't hold the hand anymore and you can slip out. So it's all about like the way you position around uh, the person's hand. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. You yeah. know, this COVID thing has just really bummed me out because I'm such a handshake guy. Man, and, and I really I've been just doing elbows. You walked in, we just did elbows. Yeah. But I like I miss that full, you know, the full experience yeah. of the handshake. With, with my dojo right, right now, it's uh 
it's not closed down anymore, but you know, it's still like uh, we you have, have to wear masks inside. How does this work? Yeah, right now so, in so, the middle of this experience. So during like uh, this COVID times and like a martial arts dojo, we're not required to wear masks as instructors, um, as far as I'm as far as I know, just to keep that safe. But uh, it's required for people who are watching, like uh, the audience, if they want to sit there, like the, the parents or the babysitters want to sit it. and watch. They wear masks, but, but what no about students. The, what about this people that are grappling with each other? No, so. no, because it's just too much of a chance of like, you know, if I, uh, your mask on your face and I put a pressure with my shoulder and it totally. covers you, get like a suffocated or something, you so, know? So it's just normal. So does that mean it's not legal in other states? And you know I mean, where? So you know. it's like a weird area right now. You're not really supposed to be like contacting, like doing contact training. So we're doing training apart right now, mm-hmm. um, more more based on like uh, fitness and stuff, kind yeah. of like building ourselves up to when we can do training again. Right. Um, and it's also just like practicing self-defense rather than like sparring. So. So how has that changed your teaching style over the past three or four months? So I had to start teaching online as well. So oh, wow. And now when I teach going from... You mean like video? Like Yeah. So okay. now I have like a camera set up in my dojo. At the front of the dojo, my students line up behind me. And we have students sign in over Zoom. And I teach the students facing here, like facing the camera. And everyone behind me just follows me as we do the class. I'm thinking maybe you'll be a stuntman or a movie star or something because you're learning how to do this. Yeah, right? yeah. This might open up a new like you know <laughs> line of business for you down yeah. the road. Yeah, that would be so cool. But what has changed psychologically and emotionally in this four months here or whatever it's been? You know, how's that? You know, obviously it's affected your training style and you're doing video now. But you know, how have you evolved and you know how have you made peace with this for now? I think uh, I think it's teaching me a lot of patience. Yeah. Because uh, immediately I want to, you know, just like everyone else, I I, I don't want to wear the mask, you know, and uh, um, but I know why we wear the mask, and I I totally uh, am okay to wear the mask, but it's something that takes like a patience for me, and so really the only thing I've learned through this is like that I can have my freedom kind of taken away. Yeah. And I can have my personality hidden through a mask, you know, like, that's really hard. I find that hard. Yeah. Like it's my, my personality is now covered. Like they don't want to see my beautiful, your beautiful smile. They (laughs) they want to cover They, Yeah. And I say they again, who is they? So, um, I just, in this case we know. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, so it's, uh, it's just teach me, me patience. I I just feel like I know things will uh, be okay. Um, and just have to, this is another great example of what jujitsu taught me. I could be in the worst position right now, like my knees over my shoulders, like crunched in half. Uh, I still with a po- I'm still with a positive mm. attitude. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna take some deep breaths, and maybe this position will change. I'll get out of this. I know if I just maintain my my calm and I don't freak out and tap out and quit, mm. then uh, things will be okay. So I'm not gonna give up on life. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep treating everyone around me nice. I'm not yeah, going to let it awesome. control my that. attitude. How do you teach people not to tap out? So first thing is to tap. <laughs> That's the first thing. Is first to, thing is what? Is to tap. You definitely should tap. What I, I, get, I get what you're saying is uh, how do you teach them like, you know, to control themselves. Now it becomes. To not freak out, yes. you know, in the beginning. I'm talking about yes. in the beginning. Yeah, I know. Obviously it's you such, need to tap it if you're getting like, it's if you're so funny. basically yeah. getting. Getting choked dislocated. or broken. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's so funny though, because uh. people have 
trouble with that. That's trouble with which part? The with, tapping with, or the... with tapping? Yeah, that's why I made that joke. Because well, because people are coming to fight, right? That's exactly. also part of it. Yeah, right? so they want to dominate. They don't want right. to lose. Um, right. Uh, so there's so... a lot of ego involved. <laughs> yeah. in... So the first thing you're doing is actually addressing their ego by teaching them to tap, mm -hmm. right? Like that's the first experience. That's, that's right? a well. In so a way, in a way, yeah, in a way. So right. when we teach to drill. Right, we never have someone spar right away. Right, oh, of course, yeah. Makes, we have them because uh, they'll just kill themselves or someone else. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. They'll go crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> they get with a partner and they uh, drill a technique. And let's say the technique is like a collar choke or something. So I reach in the collar, I grab on the other side, I do a choke, um, and you learn that you have to to tap right, and you start to learn your limits on the tap, but. The thing is, you shouldn't test your limits necessarily with chokes, right? Unless you're like a safe environment. It's just not a smart thing. Like because with a choke, I'm sure you know this, uh, you have these arteries, the jugular, right? And all these, uh, um, you have the carotid, you have the vagus nerve. I just know it from being an identical twin that we used to choke each other out uh, as kids all the time. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, I'm an identical twin. We oh, fought, really? You, you know, get hundreds mad at and hundreds. Yourself. Well, we would wrestle all the time yeah. and it would get pretty violent. Oh, you man. know, the way it would get violent is basically someone would accidentally throw an elbow oh, and yeah. then, then you're in a fight. Yeah. Like that's just, well, but anyway, so I'm being accidental. playful, but. Like literally, we grew up wrestling choking and choking each other. Like, so, like, yeah, so the way a, like, a choke works yeah. is a, a choke is always like a circle around your neck getting smaller. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. like when you're there um, and you're getting like a choke, uh, you have to make sure that you, you tap out and like testing your limits and stuff like that. It, it cuts the blood off to your brain. And so when you squeeze those parts, right, your vagus nerve, jugular, carotid I'm re artery. I'm reliving my childhood right now with my twin. You yeah. know, the way like we used to like, Push it right to the limit. Yeah, we like, like you know, almost like, passed out. Yeah, like we yes. would just annihilate each other. Like you <laughs> so know. that that um yeah that's that's pretty dangerous. <laughs> well, it's just your but when you're kids, young, like, you, I, you do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did that too yeah. when I was younger. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it cuts off the blood yeah. to the brain. Your natural reaction for your mind or your brain is to shut off. So that's when people go limp, right? Um, so when you're doing that, you have to learn. You have to tap or else you're going to go unconscious um, now when someone has you and we're practicing let's say it's a shoulder lock someone's pushing your shoulder back you start to learn your limits yeah. there of tapping yeah. in there right so with all that stuff you start to learn like you uh you have limits right um now speaking about like you don't have limits in a way of like oh i can't do this or i can't do that you start to learn like when you should give in now what i'm saying is Jiu-Jitsu gives you that opportunity to learn from your mistakes. You learn when to give in. If we were boxing and you're about to punch me, I wish right before you're about to punch me, I could go pause and I could tap on you and say, that would have been a great punch. But my way to learn there in a boxing match yeah, with you is fight. to just get totally. a punch. Totally. So Jiu-Jitsu gives you an opportunity right before you're about to break my arm. You, I can tap and... I have another chance. Mm -hmm. I have another another time to learn. So mm -hmm. it starts to kind of uh, it, it's really good way to learn. Now you, how long have you been teaching for? Like a long time, six like, about like yeah. six seven years. Because I would imagine in six or seven years of teaching, every once in a while you run across somebody that, like you know, goes too far, doesn't necessarily let someone out of the choke immediately. They tap and they don't, right? Yeah. You probably how do you handle situations like that uh, when you're a teacher? I handle it the same way I do like when it was me being that person because I've been that guy as even a that coach. When let go, you mean? Yeah, I've been really? that, yeah, man, I've, I've been that guy before that's like, uh, 
you, you don't want to, you, you come in the dojo and you're like, oh no, I hope I don't have to train with him today. And that makes me so sad, man, because like, I, you don't want to have that feeling. Can you imagine like someone comes in, they avoid you like, oh no, I, I, they're scared of you. Like that's such a, that's not the person or, or personality that I want to give for people. And so I've definitely been that guy before that's yanked someone's arm, that's popped someone's elbow, that's choked someone for too long after they tap a little bit harder and then let go. Yeah. But you know what it was? Nothing to do with them. I was mad because of some argument I had earlier. Totally, of course. I was yeah. mad because I messed up a technique I was trying yeah. on them and they got out. So I was mad at myself and took it out on them. So I start to learn that as, you know, you have to treat others like and deal with others the same way you would deal with yourself. And hopefully you deal with yourself in a nice way. Right. Because some people are very, that's when you see guys like, ah, you know, ah, don't ah. think you see that yeah. guy make his mistake. He's like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. He treats himself. But almost. do you do the like do you do the self-awareness work when someone's like gone too far? Do you actually like try to help them identify what it is they came in with that? cause that experience meaning I, like I, I do with the children i teach when a, when a kid comes in in a bad it. attitude or feeling lazy i talk about hey how was your day how are you feeling yeah uh, maybe what's causing you to not want to do these push-ups you not like push-ups oh you like push-ups or oh you played before you came in maybe that's why you're tired now next time safe play for after your training right with the adults I just don't, I, I maybe like once I'm a black belt or I have like a little bit higher up uh, age, I, I feel like maybe I can start to do that. But with them, I just don't feel too comfortable yet, like to correct them, you know? Yeah, because it seems <coughs> to me. me like you Sorry. have enough experience and enough awareness now that you're, you would be able to say, hey, well, you know, what's this really about? Like, you know, if someone's going too far with somebody else, like you said, probably nine times out of 10, they're coming in with that. Right? Yeah. And every once in a while, probably someone rubs you the wrong way. They remind you of a brother or, or you know, someone from a past life. Or of whatever. myself. Playful, but. Of myself from right. a past life. That's something yeah. like, like um, I was just for an example, I was just teaching uh, this week and I have a girl that I'm teaching her. I'm trying to correct her and her movements. And she's uh, like 16 and trying to correct her in a movement. She's like, oh, I got it. I'm trying to show her if she's doing it wrong. I'm the instructor and she's, oh, I've got it. I'm yeah. doing it right. And so in, in my heart or in my mind, you remind yourself of being a know-it-all okay. right when you um, were a know-it-all. Yes. And I used right. to do the same thing. Right. You try to correct me and say, no, I know how I know what I'm doing and right. I see it in me. And so instantly at first I'm mad at my past self. And then I realized, man, she's just like I was. Right. Let's do this. How can I treat her um, that I wish I would have been treated if I had done this? Right. How, how can I train with someone that I mm. wish they would have trained with me? If, 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 if this guy caught me in an arm lock and I have someone in the arm lock and if he caught me in this, man, I know I wouldn't like it if he popped my arm. So I'm not going to pop this guy's arm. I'm not going to grind my shoulder to this guy or girl's face. I'm not going to drop my pressure super hard on top of somebody and crush them because I know I wouldn't like it. So the empathy is another thing that you learn with jujitsu is like, you have to you have to pay attention to your posture, how you are, how you act, how you talk, how you squeeze people. You become so aware of yourself, and then you can work on what you mm -hmm. become aware of mm -hmm. to 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 how you want. Mm -hmm. You can mold yourself. Like mm -hmm. everyone is clay. Everyone is like the same clay, but everyone's molded differently. We're all humans. We're just molded differently. We all have different thoughts, you know. But we we're all molded the same. We can all change, right? 
we can yeah, all change. It's fascinating. Ourselves. No, you have a, have a tremendous attitude here. I'm just wondering, like, if you notice personality styles that are more drawn to certain martial arts, like jujitsu versus other martial arts. Like, is it pulling for certain personality styles? Maybe somebody is a little more reflective. I mean, music. People that perform in band do excellent at jujitsu. Music. Music. Right. People that dance do really? excellent at 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 uh, jujitsu. People that let's say really? um, music or dance. Music or dance. I'm not excellent. very good at either of those. <laughs> they, they what just, about golfers? Golfers, <laughs> golfers too though, because you know you all, all about positioning. Do you um, play golf? No, yeah. no, I've, I've never it played. It's almost like you do in a way. No, I've by never. the way you talk about it. Yeah, I've never played. Actually, I've never, really? I've never done it. No, I've never. You even look like, a little bit like Jordan Spieth. Oh, there we go. Jordan. <laughs> Has anybody ever said that to you? Yeah, no, I don't know who he is. Oh, you yeah. don't know who he is? No, no. He's he used a golfer. to be like the top five in the world, and he's sort of fallen off right lately. But he's oh. won three major championships. So. Oh wow. Um, oh, four. is that him? No, no I'm just kidding. This is Ben Hogan from oh, the past. Okay. Very cool. Ben Hogan's also another famous golfer. dude. Yeah. Um, so, so it just surprises me that you don't golf based on this because you have a Zen approach to, right? Your approach to life is very Zen, right? And in golf, when you let go, your ability, your ability to focus and let go is so fundamental in the sport. I think maybe you would maybe enjoy it at some point down the road. Yeah, I feel like you, know, I, you have so much passion right now for teaching and jujitsu. Yeah, I feel like definitely with golf, I would like it because. I feel like I know, you know, with jujitsu, I know that the reason the guy submitted me was because I didn't move myself the right way. Right. Now, if I don't make like the shot, it's because I didn't position myself the right way. I'm sure I'll learn more of like explaining if I play, but I'm sure in like the way you hit determines exactly where like the ball goes. And so I'm sure also like, your mind, I your, mean, mind. When your mind is empty. You like, can you know, swing better. Well, everything works better, right? It's the negative swing thought or like fear, uncertainty, or doubt that crush you in golf. And it's it sounds like it's similar on some level in, in jiu-jitsu, right? Any kind of doubt, right? If you're you know grappling with somebody and you have some kind of doubt, you're probably in real trouble. So another thing, <laughs> like, yeah. I would imagine, Exactly. Right? No, you're totally right. <laughs> imagine like um, a ship's going down. And yeah. now the ship's going down. What should we do? We should hop off the not ship. Not panic. Yeah, not panic too. Part, number one, do not panic. Do not panic. Right. And then under we, any circumstances. Yeah. And then we hop off the ship, correct? Because right. it's at going, some point. Well, you probably have to get the women and children out. off first. I always say like, like we got to take the bullet. Grab guys, the booze, we just have to then, take the bullet. Yeah. You, you have to. If you're in the movie theater, you're gonna dive in front of the, you know, your girlfriend. The unfortunately, people. because or fortunately, depending on your perspective here, because your mom won't like that. The fact that her son died for a girl that you just had three dates with you know what i mean so it's a complicated picture here like taking the bullet you know as Depends a man on the perspective <laughs> anyway so uh the the with jujitsu um same thing regarding like uh if someone was uh submitting you and everything you have to address that and you have to make sure that you you figure out like how to adjust yourself to get out right same same thing in there but yeah yeah but again, you have to stay poised, right? Yeah. Like you're always working on poise. Yes. So back like everywhere in your life, yeah. right? You're and, and same thing the, with golf. You're working on being one shot at a time in the moment, focusing like an MF and then letting go. Yes. And right? back to what yeah. I was what I was saying about yeah. like the uh, the ship. The ship's going down. We hop off. Don't stay on the ship. You're gonna go down with the ship, correct? Right. So if the ship starts to sink, abort. 
Now, if I'm on top of you, <laughs> if I'm on top of you and you start to turn over and I stay tight on top of you and I'm on top of you on bottom and you start to turn, yeah. where do I go? Bottom. Yeah, so you're gonna you have so to it shift with the turn. So right? I, I would I would like shift and then go right. to your back. I would I would right. raise myself up, let you turn and then go to your back. I would stay on top position. Right. So in jujitsu it teaches you to let go and to know when to let go and like when to stay tight and when to let go. Um, when to uh, go faster, when to go slower. So you learn like your self-control. I feel like you got a future in golf as well at some point. I <laughs> yeah. mean, there's so many, like, there really is a lot of overlap with the mental aspects, right? Yeah. The, like the focus and the depth. Like there's so much like, you need to be pretty flexible in golf because things change all the time. The lies change, the winds change, the, you know what I mean? Your mood changes, oh, so like awareness you know, has other players. Really can affect you, right? Your, yeah. They can affect your energy. Yeah. When I used to play with my um, like twin brother and my younger brother years ago, because I got really good at like grooving a three wood. Now it's a driver where I could just hit it down the middle almost every time. And that would annoy the jeepers out of them, right? So they would just start talking in my backswing, <laughs> you know, to just, and then what it became was a game for me to be able to enhance my focus in, or or back off and start my pre-shot routine all over again. I would either do it two ways. I would either start the pre-shot routine over again and ask them for a moment, right? If, if there was money on it, maybe I would do it that way. Or I would work on trying to let go of the external distractions as I'm going about swinging, which is actually very difficult, right? Because you're in the middle of your downswing and someone's talking. That's that's pretty distracting. Yeah. If someone, but anyway, it's a, another form. It's all mental game training. At yeah. the end of the day, you're always working on you and your ability to tolerate and handle distraction or Perfect. whatever or difficulty. Perfect. Right? So, like, I always say at the end of every class is jujitsu is moving yourself around the other person. So, if I'm stuck in a situation, right? I tried to see how. Let's say I throw an arm lock up on a guy and he defends, right? And just like how you're used to like doing your, your backswing is when you go back, correct? Right. And yeah, then like yeah, you definitely. swing through, so yeah, you definitely. do you do your thing, boom, yeah, you're yeah. used to this. But now a new element's added, right. people start talking as you're here. Well, I'm used to getting my arm bar. I used to wah, go and get it. Now the guy's blocking it, right? Right. So I have to think of how I adjust myself. I have to stay controlled because if I get angry, eh, I quit. I'm not gonna train with this guy anymore. He blocked my arm bar, I'm done. Would you quit your your no? Your well, no. you don't. You, no, like golfers are like a, obsessive about yeah, that. Yeah, so you're gonna <laughs> like, so you're gonna keep going. Yeah. So you change yourself. You're like, I'm getting angry. No, I'm gonna stay calm. I'm gonna. All right, I'm back here, and then I wow, I go in and hit. So you start to work on the new situation you have, and you adjusted yourself. You didn't say, Hey guys, shut up. You just pay attention to you. You didn't change them at all, and you adjust yourself. Same with jujitsu. I don't tell the guy, hey, let go of your arm. Let me armbar you, right? Mm -hmm. I, instead, I, I think of how can I move my legs to make him have to let go of that arm he's holding and post or else he would hit his head on the ground. So he'll have to post and then I can get the arm. Yeah. So I try to think about that. And that's that again translates to being in an argument with like a girlfriend or oh, a wife totally. or, or yeah, a husband 100%. or a boyfriend. You, oh man, I don't really want to watch a movie. I'm about to have to watch it. Let's say I don't want to be choked. Um, I'm getting choked. I'm about to have to watch a movie. How can I figure out a way to adjust myself or maybe I can find a solution here uh, instead of making resisting and saying, no, I'm not going to watch it. 
you know what, sweetie, how about I, I I'll, I'll lay with you, I'll, I'll lay with <laughs> yeah. you as we, as we watch the movie. If you don't mind, I might, yeah. I might fall asleep, but I'll, I'll watch with you as long as I can. Yeah. I'm very tired. Yeah, I, tr- awesome. I try to find like a, a, a good solution to right. deal with. Right. No, I love the flexibility and adaptability. And it sounds like this, all this training has been a huge part of it. Yeah, right? it really molded my mind. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, man. I love um, this. I really love it. Um, we're here today with Ransom Sloan, who's a jiu-jitsu master and teacher and also an all-around good guy and a deep sort of reflective thinker. I really love it. I, I, I love your approach to life. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. All right. Thank Do you. The elbow bump. All right. Cool. <laughs> COVID era. Awesome. Great.